Welcome to McCullough Christian Center's broadcast today. If you would like more information about our church, please visit our website at www.purposemcc.com. And now, here's our pastor, Cornelius Phillips, with today's message. To take your Bibles tonight and turn with me, please, to... I want to start in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I just want to, we've got a lot of scripture tonight that I'm going to give you. Uh, probably what I'm going to start tonight is going to take um, tonight and <clears throat> the next Wednesday night, but I think it's going to be something that will help us, uh, something that will uh, <laughs> encourage us. Uh, and I told you a few weeks ago that we're going to be uh, focusing on uh, spiritual gifts and the work of Holy Spirit and uh, His operation in our lives and in uh, His church. And uh, we've, we've kind of had a lot going on and really haven't had the opportunity to uh, talk uh, in on that subject as much as I would like. But we're going to talk about it tonight and... Uh, and uh, Pentecost Sunday is coming up, and uh, so we're just praying that God's going to move and believing that's a, that's a special time for the church, special celebration for the church. So, so anyway, tonight I want to talk about uh, moving in with the Spirit and, and mainly two things tonight that I'm going to talk about, uh, and, re, and it's all related to uh, speaking in tongues. I want to talk first about the private aspect of that, and then we're going to talk about the public aspect of uh, speaking in tongues. Uh, and so, but I want to start out tonight in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Uh, because <clears throat> when you think about the gifts of the Spirit, the operation of the gifts of the Spirit, and how we hear from God, <clears throat> how God speaks to us. <clears throat> if I were to ask you tonight, how does God speak to you? Uh, have, have you ever had uh, a time when you, you can say, I know God spoke this to me. I know God gave me this. I know that he spoke to my heart. Uh, how did he do that? God speaks to us through our spirit, doesn't he? He speaks through our spirit. And, uh, and sometimes uh, <coughs> we get emotional, but God doesn't speak to us through our emotions because our emotions are up and down. But God always speaks to us through his spirit. He will confirm what he's doing uh, in our spirit. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, uh, Paul talks about that the natural man, uh, in verse uh, 14, uh, or actually in verse 13, which things also we speak not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual Excuse me. In verse 14, he said, But the natural man, the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Now notice what he said. The natural man. What is the natural man? The natural man is the unregenerate man. The natural man is the unsaved man. It is... It is uh, the natural man is a man that has not been touched, has not been affected or impacted by uh, the Spirit of God. And he says the natural man can't receive the things of the Spirit of God. That's the reason that when you try to talk to somebody that is not saved about spiritual things, they kind of give you that deer in the headlight look uh, or, or something like that because they don't comprehend it. They don't understand it. Uh, they're not looking at it like you are. And so, and that's what Paul was talking about. 
He said, because they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. And, and so, uh, I think one of the most powerful things that we could ever come to understand is uh, how to, to understand and how to know uh, when God is speaking to us. How to know when, when Holy Spirit is saying, this is what I want you to do, or this is uh, where I want you to go. You know, I remember the story of, of Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 19. And you remember how Elijah had had the Mount Carmel experience on Mount Carmel, and it was an awesome miracle that God did, and, and God worked miraculously. And after that, Jezebel said, I'm gonna get you. Uh, I'll have your head by this same time tomorrow. And Elijah went into a run, and he ran, and he found himself uh, in a cave, depressed, and all of that. And, and God called Elijah uh, by an audible voice, undoubtedly, spoke to Elijah and said, I want you to come outside uh, or in the door of the cave. And the Bible says that when Elijah came out and was standing in the door of the cave, that there was a great wind that came by. I mean, a ferocious wind that came by, but God wasn't in the wind. And then after that, an earthquake came. And the, the, it was so bad that rocks were breaking in two and, and all that. And it was a, a tremendous uh, shaking of the earth, but God wasn't in that. And then after the earthquake came fire and God wasn't in the fire. But then the Bible says that God spoke to Elijah in a still, small voice. And Elijah understood this is God. I think sometimes that we get caught up in the wind, the earthquake, and the fire, and we miss the still small voice of God. There are a lot of, lot of mistakes that I've made because I was looking for the dynamic and I missed that still small voice. I was looking for the dramatic and I missed that still small voice. Listen, one of the greatest things that we can learn to do, I believe, is hear God is listen to God. And so, uh, and there's several things that you can do. You need to read your Bible. If you don't read your Bible and if you don't study the word of God, then, then you will not know what God is saying when he speaks. So that's one thing. Second thing is prayer. You need to pray. And, and you need to have the mind of the spirit. And, and you can begin to hear God. And you, you can begin to detect uh, and determine uh, God speaking to you. But tonight I wanna to talk about something else that you can do that I believe that will radically change your life and, and uh, that is uh, having a prayer language or praying in tongues uh, with God. First uh, John chapter two, verse 20, talks about that we have an unction from the Holy One and we know all things. That word unction is an anointing. That is, that is a word that's used for the anointing. And what John was saying was this. We have an anointing. 1 John 2, 20. We have an anointing. <clears throat> and the anointing that we have shows us all things. We know all things. And then in, on down in verse 27 he talks about, but the anointing which you've received of him, uh, you need not that any man teach you, but that same anointing will teach you and show you all things. And so, uh, and so what John was saying was, there's an anointing, there's a presence of God's spirit that moves on the lives of Christians. Those who are born again have been washed in the blood and filled with the Holy Spirit John is saying there's an anointing that will come on you that will teach you and it will show you. Listen, God will speak to us, friend, but, but we've got to understand that God speaks to us through our spirit. There's an inner witness in our spirit that, that uh, witnesses with God, that bears witness with God, and God speaks to us through our spirit. All right? 
And there are many different ways, I guess, that you could say that, well, I know this is God, but there's a, there's a witness in your spirit that, that God will give you and you will know that this is God. And, and uh, John said it's an anointing. There's an anointing that will move and an, and an anointing that will, that will come over you and, and, and it will witness to you through your spirit. But here's the key. When our spirits are sharpened by the word, sharpened by prayer, and sharpened by faith. You know, in the book of Romans, Paul talked about walking in the spirit, being led by the spirit. And I, and I wanna tell you tonight that you can't be led by something that you do not know. You can't be led by something that you're not familiar with. And your familiarity with the word of God and with prayer brings about the ability for Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you. Uh, and, and he will direct you. And so that's the basis for what I wanna talk about tonight. Now, the other thing that I wanna share with you tonight is, is in 2 Corinthians chapter four and verse seven. It's a verse that we read several weeks ago and it says this, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Now real quickly what he's saying there is that God has chose these earthen vessels to deposit the treasure of heaven, Holy Spirit, all right? So what that tells me, I don't know what it tells you, but what it tells me is that God has took a piece of heaven and put into an earthen vessel. An earthen vessel that is prone to failure, an earthen vessel that is prone to cracking, an earthen vessel that is prone to mistakes and messing up. So don't be so hard on yourself when you don't do it exactly like you think you should do it. Just be sensitive to the Holy Spirit because listen, I can assure you that if you are born again, God will not allow you to continue to walk in sin. He will convict, convict you. He will twist your heart. He will cause you to feel so bad that you will either turn from that sin or if you continue to do it, Holy Spirit will Say, okay, just go your way. Do whatever you want to do. I'm trying to tell you, son. I'm trying to tell you, daughter. You're headed down the wrong road. You're going to get messed up. But we continue to do that. Uh, and that's a dangerous place to be. But, but what I want to tell you is this. Realize this, that God has put a piece of heaven inside of you. All right? He's put that piece of heaven inside of you and it is called Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is on the inside of you. Now listen, we've all been given a measure of faith and it's up to us how we allow that measure to increase and grow. God wants to allow his spirit to grow in your life. God wants to allow his spirit to, to uh, mature and get greater in your life. So, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. And you'll understand why I'm saying that uh, later on because when it comes to spiritual gifts, so many people are afraid to operate in spiritual gifts because they're so afraid of messing up. Listen, uh, I, I remember uh, several years ago, Braley uh, wanted to learn how to ride our bicycle and so, Contrary or not listening to my wife, I, I told Judy, I said, she is big enough that she can ride a bicycle. She doesn't need training wheels. Judy said, she needs training wheels. I said, no, she don't. I said, she's big enough, she's strong enough, she can ride that bike, she don't need no training wheels. So I got out there in the yard with her a little bit and I'd push her around and, and she was doing pretty good there and, 
And uh, so I told her, I said, just take the bicycle up the hill there and, and just let it coast back down. I showed her how to use the brakes and all that, but she forgot about how to use the brakes and she come coasting down the hill and got faster and faster and faster and, and I noticed that she started turning the steering wheel like that or the handlebars and I said, oh my goodness. And she crashed. And so as a result of that crash and Judy uh, chastising me quite severely. I, I put training wheels on Braley's bicycle and I watched her as she would ride with those training wheels and it bounced from one side to the other. And, and, but as she, she kept on doing it, she got better and better. And so I, I went one day without her knowing and then I raised the training wheels up. She got on it, she bounced a couple of times and she took off. Well, the next thing, next step was I took the training wheels off and she began to ride by herself. You got to understand in, in your walk with God that all of us have to start out with training wheels. Every one of us starts out with training wheels. Every one of us start out, we're not professionals. Uh, some have been in it longer than others and, and they probably made more mistakes than others. But we all start out with training wheels. Listen, don't ever allow your fear of failure to determine what you do for God. Because if you do, you'll never do anything for God. So always remember that I'd, listen, I've always said this, I'd rather be making mistakes for God while I'm trying to do something for him than sit down and not do anything for him and fail him in the end. So, uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 1, Paul said this, speaking to the church of Corinth, and there was a lot of disorder at Corinth. There was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of zeal there, but there was also a lot of disorder. And so what the apostle Paul was doing was, he came in uh, as the apostle, as the father, and he began to set order into uh, this area of the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, I believe that what was happening was that when the, church, the people of Corinth would get together at church, uh, whether there was 50 or 100 of them, they'd all come in there and start speaking in tongues and, and praying in tongues, and it was just chaos. Nobody was understanding what was going on. And so Paul came in and began to establish some order uh, in the area of spiritual gifts. Listen, one of the things that's happened in churches, many churches is because they tried it and somebody made mistakes and so they threw it all out and said, we're not gonna do that anymore. Worse than that are or even uh, to the point that they put it in the back room and said, we can't do this out in public anymore because it, it confuses people and messes people up. Listen, the spiritual gifts, God gave the church, God gave the church the Holy Spirit to, to empower the church. He gave the Holy Spirit to the church to lead and guide the church. So it's important that we understand how to operate in those gifts uh, in an orderly way. And in 1 Corinthians 12 and verse one, Paul said this, now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. King James Version says, I don't want you to be ignorant. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute or dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed and no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. So now what Paul was saying there was this. Guys, I don't want you to misunderstand about Holy Spirit. I don't want you to misunderstand about spiritual gifts. I want you to understand this, that the only way that you can call Jesus Lord is through Holy Spirit. You cannot, you cannot come to Jesus unless you come through 
Holy Spirit, all right? Holy Spirit is what draws us to Christ. It's what reveals uh, Christ to our sinful nature. And Paul said, uh, uh, no one speaking in the Spirit of God would ever say that Jesus is accursed and no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. Now listen, God desires that everything in his house be done in order. God is not into chaos and confusion. Uh, In 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 32 The Bible says the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace as in all churches of the saints. Verse 39 says, brethren, covet to prophesy, forbid not to speak with tongues, let all things be done decently and in order. How do we do it decently and in order? We read the the word of God and we follow what God's word says. If you want to know uh, how to operate in spiritual gifts, read 1 Corinthians 12 and 13 and 14. It's a, it's a, it's a, a, a book on how to. It's a book on what is and, and all that. And so when we read that, we understand how to operate in spiritual gifts. Listen, I'm not, I'm not talking about this tonight to scare anybody and to cause you to think, man, I could never do that. I could never be there because you can. And it is one of the most life-changing places for a child of God to be. So what I want to talk about tonight, first of all, is the subject of praying in tongues. Praying in tongues. This is the private aspect of tongues. Remember I told you earlier, I want to talk to you about two aspects of, of tongues. One of them is private, and one of them is public. And, and I, I want to talk about the private ex- aspect tonight uh, because I believe that is the doorway or the gateway to everything else that God wants to do through the spiritual gifts. Now, you know that we talk about a lot uh, coming and receiving the baptism uh, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And we believe that that is a gift that is for every individual that comes to Christ. We believe that, that every individual can come and be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Uh, and according to Scripture, that, that we believe that the, one, of the, one of the evidences of being baptized in the Holy Spirit is the speaking in tongues. On the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Ghost fell, uh, they spoke in tongues. Uh, and, and there are several occasions in Acts chapter 10 uh, when uh, Peter was at Cornelius' house. As he was uh, ministering to them, the Holy Ghost came on them and they began to speak in tongues and, and magnify God. On over in the book of Acts when uh, they went and, and uh, saw that the uh, people at, at Ephesus had been saved but they had not received of the Holy Ghost as of yet. When they laid hands on them and prayed for them, the Bible says they received the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues. So we know that tongues is one of the evidences of being filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, of the nine gifts of the Spirit, the gift of tongues and the gift of interpretation of tongues is, is, represents two of those gifts, but God gives to every individual that asks and believes, God gives a prayer language, a language of heaven that you and I can pray. And uh, it is not uh, something that is used publicly. You might hear somebody You might hear people on Sunday morning when you're around at the altar praying, you might hear somebody speaking in tongues. Anybody ever heard that? It's not real loud maybe or anything like that. You might even have somebody come and pray for you on a Sunday morning and you will hear them speaking in an unknown tongue. Have you ever had that to happen to you? Uh, That is a prayer language. 
Now when you hear somebody in the congregation stand up and they begin to speak in an unknown tongue during the service and everything shuts down and, and you hear that, that uh, uh, speaking in tongues and then you will hear somebody give an interpretation, that is the gift of tongues, all right? But I'm talking about the prayer language tonight. Every, not everybody is gonna be used to give a message in tongues in a public setting. But all of us can receive that language of heaven, that prayer language that, will, uh, that we can use to pray that will encourage us. And that's what I wanna talk about tonight. Listen, there are two ways that we pray. When, there are two ways that, that we pray. One of them is we pray with our mind. And the other one is we pray with our spirit. When I pray with my mind, uh, I am praying, uh, for example, when I say our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I am praying with my mind. I'm praying with my intellect. I might be led by the spirit to pray when when. Uh, I'm praying uh, just a few minutes ago when we were praying to start the service. I was praying with my mind. In other words, I was praying with my understanding. I was speaking, my mouth was speaking in an understanding or an understandable tone or, or uh, dialect that you could understand. So I was praying with my mind. Most people pray with their mind. That doesn't mean you're not led by the Spirit but it just simply means that you're praying with your mind. The second uh, way that we pray is we pray through the Spirit. That is, Holy Ghost begins to pray through me. That's when I'm praying in an unknown language. Now let me tell you the difference. The difference is that when you are praying with your mind, you gotta realize that your mind is the biggest battlefield in your life. So when you begin to pray in your mind, that is the reason that I, I could probably say, raise your hand if, you, if this happens to you, that when you go, wherever you go and pray, and you kneel down or you sit down and you begin to pray, you say, Lord Jesus, and all of a sudden, man, I forgot to turn the coffee pot off. Father, I love you so much. God, I just thank you. Lord, I just thank you tonight, or I thank you today for the opportunity to come and pray, and, and, and all of a sudden, man, I need to call Brother Robert. I, I forgot, I, I said I was gonna call Brother Robert, and, and I'm trying to pray, and now my mind is on Brother Robert. That ever happened to you? When you begin to pray, all this stuff begins to come at your mind. You begin to think about all the things that you didn't do and all the things that you should be doing and all that. Why? Because there is a battle that's going on in your mind. That is the enemy that will come and throw things at your mind and cause you to get distracted and once he gets you distracted, you'll, listen, I've, I've knelt down to pray and, and so many things will begin to come and bombard my mind, I'll just, just get up frustrated. The old, uh, the old folks used to say, you need to pray through. And there's something to that praying through. Because I found that when I get on my knees and begin to pray or ever how uh, you want to pray, that if you'll stay there and just keep pushing, keep pushing through, you'll break through that barrier of your mind uh, and the battle going on in your mind. All right? So there's absolutely nothing wrong with praying like that. But you got to realize that your mind is a battlefield. Now, when it comes to praying in the Holy Spirit, praying in a unknown language, then what, what's taking place is that you are bypassing your mind. And as you begin to pray in the Spirit, your spirit is praying directly to heaven. You're not, you're not uh, these, 
and listen, one of the things that happens is when we speak, begin to talk words that we understand with our mind, it causes our mind to begin to drift to all these different places. But when I begin to pray in the spirit, it allows my spirit to pray and my prayers become more effective. So when Holy Spirit bypasses my mind, it's also bypassing the limitations on my mind and, and, and my, my spirit is praying directly to the Father. Listen, I, believe, I have come to learn that this is one of the most important aspects of my devotional life with God is, is praying in the Spirit. And I went for years being filled with the Holy Ghost, having a prayer language, but I very seldom used that prayer language. And God began to deal with me and God began to show me that I was neglecting one of the greatest treasures that a child of God could ever have. And that is the prayer language that he had given me and, and learning how and using that prayer language to pray to the Father. Listen, Paul talked about in 1 Corinthians 13 and 1, he said, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not love, I am become a sounding brass or tinkling symbol. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 in verse 14, Paul said this, for if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is it then? I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the spirit and I will sing with the understanding also. When Paul was talking about for uh for if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. Now that would, that would seem to some to say, well, you know, Pastor, why do you want to pray if, if you're not understanding what you're praying? Uh, and it's like Paul said, it's unfruitful. But what you got to realize is that Holy Spirit on the inside of you knows more about what you need than you do. Holy Spirit on the inside of you knows what others need more than, than I do. And so when I pray and allow Holy Spirit to pray through me, I am connecting with God in a way that I cannot connect with him in my uh, natural mind. And so... Holy Spirit praying through me, through the gift, uh, through uh, that language of heaven, not only allows me to intercede and pray for things that I don't know about, but the Spirit of God begins to work and, and, and pray through me, but praying in tongues allows me to magnify and exalt God in a way that I'm not able to in my natural self. Remember, it takes me past this, this mind. It takes me past the limitations of my mind and allows me to get into the realm of the Spirit. In verse 2 of 1 Corinthians chapter 14, Paul said, For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God, for no man understands him. Howbeit in the Spirit he speaks mysteries, and he that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifies himself. Listen, the language of heaven, and we, taught, we read in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1, where Paul talked about, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not love, he said, I uh, am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. When God moves on us, when God moves on me and, and empowered me with that, what I call that language from heaven or the language of angels or ever how you want to refer to it, that unknown tongue, when God began to deal with me and, and uh, 
I began to see and understand what God was doing. And I began to, to recognize and God began to take me into the scripture and begin to show me uh, the power of, of Holy Spirit and how the work of Holy Spirit and how uh, God would open the door of the spirit world through uh, this, this language of heaven and through me praying in the spirit. When I began to do that, God began to deal with me about spending uh, more than just a few minutes praying in the spirit. And up until that time, uh, my, my praying in the spirit consisted of just maybe uh, a few minutes uh, when I would pray. And God began to deal with me and he said, son, I want to take you deeper and I want, I want to show you uh, deeper things. And listen, I, I made a commitment one day. I said, God, I'm going to take time today and I'm going to get in my little office at home and I'm gonna get with you, and I'm gonna stay uh, there, and I'm gonna pray, and I'm gonna worship, and I'm not gonna quit, uh, and, and I committed the time, and I said, this is, this is the time that I'm gonna do, and I'm gonna spend that time praying in the Spirit. And I told Judy, I said, I'm going down to my shed, and I'm gonna pray. I said, uh, because I've got, to, I've got to break through, I've got to touch God on, on some situations, and uh, I went down that day and I began to pray. And for the first 30 or 45 minutes, I battled and I struggled in my mind, trying to stay focused and trying, trying to stay on task. And I just began to pray in the spirit. I began, to, I began to pray in that unknown tongue and pray in that heavenly language. And as I began to do that, I could sense in my spirit that something was changing. Things were moving. And, and so I began to, I just began to worship. And I'd worship a while. I'd get the Bible and I'd quote scriptures for a while. And then I'd pray in tongues for a while. And I did that for, uh, for three hours. And as I began to do that, God God began to bring things back to my remembrance. He began to bring prophetic words back to my memory. And I began to pray over those words. And, and I'm telling you that when I began to do that, I began to see prophetic words that had been spoken over my life. God began to open them up and they began to play out in my life. And ever since then, and there's some things that that I can't even uh, uh, talk about tonight. But one of the big things that, that happened uh, as a result of that is I began to, as I began to pray, God for years and years had dealt with me about being a, a, a spiritual father to pastors and, and reaching out to pastors. I was drawn to pastors and, and I always found myself talking to pastors and uh, encouraging them and I had been praying about that but it seemed like that nothing was happening there and, and so I began to pray and that day as I began to pray and, and I wasn't even praying in that area but as I began to pray in the spirit and pray in an unknown tongue, God began to open things up. And, and listen, it wasn't a week later that, that a man called me that I didn't even know, asked me if, if he could talk to me about Fire in the Field Crusade. I said, yes. We talked he said, I want you to, uh, to be the strategist for it. I want you to lead it and head it up. And, uh, and I said, okay. Uh, and, and so we started it, but that was last year. And, and you know, we tried to start it and it just didn't work. It just, we just didn't have it together. And, and I was so discouraged on that and all that. But God kept telling me, you need to keep keep pumping, you need to keep pursuing, and, and so we did, and God began to open that thing up, God began to give me uh, some, some revelation on, on some starting some things, the last meeting that we had, we had over 20 pastors that, that we were meeting with that, that are excited about revival, and those things, those things began to open up as a result of being 
of me making that commitment that day to say, God, I'm gonna spend time praying in the spirit today. And I'm gonna begin to pray. And God, God started and began to show me the power of praying in the spirit. Listen, I wish I could stand here tonight and give you the detail by detail and the explanation of how it works, but all I know is this, that when you pray in the spirit, your spirit is praying directly to God, and God is building and encouraging you. Uh, the Bible says in, in Acts chapter 10 uh, and verse 46, uh, when Peter was at uh, the house of Cornelius, and uh, he had begun to minister to them, uh, and they, uh, the Holy Ghost came, the power of the Holy Spirit came on them, and they began to speak, and in verse 46 it says, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God, and then answered Peter, can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy, Holy Ghost as well as we? Now what was Peter saying? Peter was saying this, and this is Gentiles. These are people that the Jews uh, before time uh, didn't like. But here they are, and Peter's preaching to them and talking to them, and all of a sudden as he's talking, the Holy Ghost falls, and they begin to speak in tongues, and they begin to magnify God. Listen, that's what tongues do. That's what your prayer language does, is it magnifies God. And so as you pray in the spirit, you are magnifying and lifting up and exalting God. And so that's what uh, Peter said they begin to do. They begin to speak with tongues and magnify God. And then Peter says, uh, can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? So in other words, Peter said they have received the same thing that we received on the day of Pentecost, all right? So it wasn't anything different, it was all the same. And God continued to pour his spirit out upon the people. One of, one of the, I think the cornerstone verses uh, that supports the power of praying in tongues is found in Jude, uh, verse 20. Jude verse 20, Jude only has one chapter, and, but Jude said this, but you beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. So what Jude was saying is this, he was saying, brethren, guys, building up yourselves in the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. What is he talking about? He's saying when you pray in the Spirit, you're building yourself up. You're encouraging yourself by praying in the Spirit. So if I was to come tonight and I was to look at you and, and, and you were feeling weak and down and out and I said, hey, I can tell you something that's gonna change your life. It's gonna strengthen you. It's gonna cause you to stand up and rise up and walk in faith and power. Would you say, ah, ah. You see, if I, if I told you that tonight, and you were sitting there and you were down and out, discouraged and weak, and, and I, said, I said, look, I, I, got this, I got this pill I'm gonna give you. I'll just take this pill and it's gonna, it's gonna build your faith, it's gonna encourage you, it's gonna edify you and, and raise you up, and you're gonna be strong and all that. All of us in here would say, yeah, man, give me that pill. But when I tell you that it, by praying in tongues, it will build you up and encourage you. We, we say, man, I don't understand that. I don't know about all this, this speaking in tongues and all that, so, so we back away from it. But listen, read God's word. Read God's word and understand that God is saying, I want to do, I want to give you something that will encourage you. Listen, how do you think 
uh, the the apostles Peter and John and 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 all of these these men they went out and and walked in power and authority and and saw miracles take place and all that they did it because they were filled with the power of Holy Spirit and they learned listen Paul said I am glad that I speak in tongues more than you all in other words he said man I am glad that I, I speak in tongues all the time. And I believe that what the Apostle Paul was saying was this, I pray in the Spirit, and, and you can see that in uh, 1 Corinthians 14, uh, when Paul said, I pray in the Spirit, but I'll pray with the understanding also. In other words, he said, I pray in an unknown tongue, and I pray in a known tongue, but I pray in the Spirit. And he said, I'm glad that I speak in tongues more than you all. You say, Pastor, why are you just dwelling on this tonight? Because I believe tonight that this is the gateway or the doorway that will open you up to the spiritual things that God wants to do in your life. And listen, we've relegated it to the wholeness church or the Pentecostal church and we've said that is for that bunch of Pentecostals or that's for that bunch of charismatics or something like that. But listen, it is not just for one denomination. It is for the body of Christ. It is for you and I. And listen, we've, how do we receive? We receive by faith. The same way that you are saved and born again is the same way that you receive uh, this heavenly uh, language of heaven uh, to pray and to pray in the spirit. Listen, it's life-changing. It is life-changing. And so Paul said, I thank God that I speak with tongues more than you all. See, God wants to edify you listen if you are down and discouraged and and disgusted and frustrated how in the world are you going to lift somebody else up maybe that's maybe that's one of the issues that that we've had so long that we've tried to pull people out of a bog when we were in a bog i'll never forget the time I got my dad's truck stuck. I was about 16 years old and and uh, dad wanted me to go get some pine straw one day because it was tater digging time and, and we always dug them sweet potatoes and daddy had put them in a bed and, and we'd bed those things up and put pine straw on them and, and they were digging taters and I told daddy, I said, well, I'll go find some pine straw. And daddy told me where it was, but I said, no, I'm going to go on down the road. And I went on down the road and went down the hill and got down the hill, couldn't get back up the hill and got stuck. So I called a friend of mine. And I said, hey, I can't get back up this hill. Daddy's, daddy's a long wheelbase Chevrolet. Uh, it was so light in the back end, it wouldn't come up that hill. So here come my friend down the hill. And, and he hooked to me and we started up the hill. Both of us got stuck. And I've always thought about that. How in the world can, can I get somebody up the hill when I can't even go up the hill? You see, God wants to build you up. God wants to edify you, sir and ma'am. And I'm not here tonight to try to, to push anything on you. I'm trying to tell you tonight, if you get in God's word and look in God's word, you'll see what God says about it and it will encourage you and strengthen you. And it's not about being fanatical. It's not about being crazy and weird and all that. Listen, man has caused the weirdness and man has caused all the bad publicity. Holy Spirit always does things decently and in order. So I want to encourage you tonight. Think about what I've said. And if you're here tonight and you say, Pastor, uh, I have been baptized in the Holy Spirit and I have uh, a prayer language, but I've not been using it and I've not been uh, uh, praying uh, in the Spirit, uh, I want to encourage you tonight. Begin to do it. Begin to use that language. Begin to pray in the Spirit. Take some time and just begin to pray in the spirit.
You don't have to be in a prayer closet somewhere. Just begin to pray in the spirit going down the road. Just begin to, just, just begin to allow that language of heaven to pray through you and see if it won't change your life and change situations around you. If you're here tonight and you say, Pastor, I've never received that language of heaven, then we're gonna pray tonight and we're gonna believe by faith tonight that God's gonna release that gift on you. Listen, Peter said that after the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter two, Peter said this is not only for us, he said it's for you, it's for your children and their children and as many as the Lord would call, it is for anybody who's willing to ask. So you ask in faith, believing. And listen, you hadn't gotta be all spiritual and all that about it. You just simply ask in faith, God, you see what I need. And I open myself up tonight to receive. I need that prayer language. I wanna grow. I wanna be stronger. I wanna, I wanna be able to pray in the spirit. So we're gonna do that tonight. And we're gonna believe by faith. You say, Pastor, is that all it takes? Yes, it is. That's all it takes, just believing by faith. Would you stand with me, please? Listen, Jesus said this, if, if we being evil know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more would our Heavenly Father give good things to them that would ask him? How much more would our Heavenly Father give Holy Spirit to them that would ask him? So if you as a father or a mother had a child that came to you and had a need, you would do anything you could to meet the need of that child. That's the way Jesus is when we come to him and say, Father, I need your Holy Spirit to move in my life. I need your Holy Spirit to come tonight. I want to be able to pray in that unknown language, that heavenly language, so I want us to pray tonight and I want you to pray in faith and just believe in faith that what you're asking, God's gonna do it and God's gonna work and he's gonna move. And here's the thing, I'm not gonna speak in tongues and I'm not gonna try to teach you how to follow me because God will give you what you need. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to understand that when you ask God to fill you and when you ask him to baptize you in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of that unknown language, it's going to require that you open your mouth and speak what he gives you, all right? So you can't keep your mouth closed, can't be quiet, you're gonna have to speak what God gives you. You might not understand it, but by faith, you speak it out, okay?